Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted and privileged to welcome a friend from Japan, Sapna Advani. Sapna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. It's a privilege to be here. Thank you. Sapna is a very accomplished professional. She's the founder and managing director of Masi White Private Limited. Uh, Sapna is also a CEO coach and a leadership and culture consultant. So Sapna, let's start by asking you, what are the, what are the different kinds of work that you do? Uh, thanks, Ashutosh. I, I do four things primarily right now. So I do CEO coaching. Uh, I do consulting around culture. So I help clients to diagnose and curate their culture around their aspirational culture and values. And I do leadership consulting, where the third thing I do uh, is leadership uh, programs for senior leadership teams of companies, trying to make them high performance teams. Yeah. And the fourth thing I do is I work with European universities to uh, create and deliver Asian leadership programs for them so that they they and their students have an idea of what Asia looks like uh, in terms of leadership. Amazing. What a broad spectrum of work that you do. And when I was reading about you, you also said that your current focus is leading in a hybrid workplace. Okay. What does that mean? Right now, Ashutosh, as you as you know even better than me, uh, CEOs are worried about so many different things. Mm. But the chief thing they are concerned about is how fast the external environment is changing, Correct. but also how fast the workplace is changing. Mm. And so with a hybrid workplace where things have not really gone back to pre-pandemic uh, reality, but a new reality, mm. they are they are finding new challenges on how to lead in this new workplace where some employees are working remotely, some are in the office, uh, some things are happening in person, some are not. It's very hard for them to find their balance mm. and to re reinvent and re refocus their leadership on meeting these challenges of the new workplace. So mm. I am very, right now, um, concern with issues around that. Oh, and I'm coaching a lot on issues around that, how to lead in a hybrid workplace. Oh, wonderful. So now let's move to uh, your avatar as a coach. Mm -hmm. uh, you say that you work with CEOs. Mm -hmm. My question is, why do you focus only on CEOs? So it happened over time, uh, Ashutosh. It, uh, as my coaching journey started, at first, it was in, in Japan and I, almost almost 15 plus years ago. And I was coaching all levels of the organization mm -hmm. uh, for multinationals, for Japanese companies. Mm -hmm. And then I set up my base in Singapore in 2011. And I started to then expand my coaching practice. And as I went, I realized that, the, that my vision and my mission is to help organizations to transform and the best way to transform is to transform their leadership and their culture mm -hmm. and this was this has been this belief of mine has become cemented over the years that these are the two pillars of change in the organization the leadership and the culture and these are also closely interrelated because culture in fact begins with the leaders mm. so so having realized that through my journey i i also 
in a in a slightly selfish manner realized that my own professional goals would not be fulfilled and my mission would not be fulfilled mm-hmm. unless i worked with the actual change makers in the organization and so i while change can be while change can be made at every level of the organization and everyone is a leader in their own right mm-hmm. the ceos have a unique ability to make change happen very fast mm-hmm. and as the external environment moves faster and faster there is a need for for commitment and change from the top mm. and cultural shift from the top mm. so all of these realizations over time brought me to this conclusion that working with ceos would help me to help organizations better mm. and that it would be a very effective way to help organizations transform in, in at speed mm. Mm. very interesting and you know uh when i met you in singapore and from what i've read about you you have such a unique kind of background studied in india worked in japan lived in singapore now shuttling between japan and india coaching and then singapore coaching people from around the world how has your background supported your coaching philosophy your style and your values Thank you for this question Ashutosh what a what a great question I think I think everyone is shaped like you know everyone is shaped by their you know their background their bringing their personal journey mm-hmm. uh, I think this is the same for me really uh, my upbringing first and foremost my parents were both educators uh, I was raised on a college campus in a very academic environment mm-hmm. I saw them day to day live their values I think that really helped uh they understood young people so the so the my my dad was a professor my mom was a high school teacher mm-hmm. so the uh, the downside of this is that you can't get away with anything yeah. <laughs> with parents like that yes. as a young person mm-hmm. but the upside was that they understood young people so well mm-hmm. that they allowed me to get away with some things yes. and so they they had the wisdom to do that and i and i thought we benefited a lot from that i i benefited a lot from that to to learn my lessons on how to how to work with people how to how to uh, how to coach in fact my first lessons in coaching came from my parents so mm-hmm. that that was very important they lived mm-hmm. their values they taught us the value of you know respect and responsibility and academic rigor and perseverance mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know most importantly integrity so so all of this became ingrained um so family always is the first influence my husband you know later in life and mm-hmm. he he is a tech industry leader and to watch his his level of focus and mm. perseverance and and the idea that he always is ready to try new things i mm. think that has influenced me a lot sure. so all these influences along with that of course my my own professional journey my first corporate job mm. i reported to um i reported to a ceo mm-hmm. i was so young i had no business reporting directly mm-hmm. to the ceo mm-hmm. but i was in charge of setting up a whole uh, department in the organization yeah. and so i ended up at the table where where all all around me were very senior very seasoned leaders mm-hmm. and this was the table where, where all the organizational decisions were made mm-hmm. so watching that helped me a lot it influenced my thinking even to this day mm-hmm. on what effective leadership can do to transform an organization uh, what effective leaders can do to shape the culture and set a culture in place in the organization mm-hmm. and i was able to see end to end the entire cycle from decision making from the discussion pre decision mm-hmm. uh, discussions 
all the way to their impact down the line on the organization. So seeing that the breadth of leadership impact actually was an invaluable learning for me right. so early in my career. So that really helped me in my in my own coaching mm-hmm. uh, and continues to help me today. Wow. And the third thing was, uh, I think the third influence I would say is my cross-cultural journey. Because like you mentioned earlier, I have lived and worked in India, in Singapore, in Japan. Japan is my home. Singapore is my work home in a sense. Mm-hmm. So all of these, all of these um, factors have allowed me to to have kind of a broader sense of reality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like today as a coach and as a consultant, when I talk to my clients, I feel like I'm able to cut through the cultural uh, cut through the cultural uh, layers and quickly get to the core of the issue mm-hmm. because of the breadth of uh, breadth of some some of this background. Mm-hmm. And it has also helped me to to take this to my coaching sessions and I talk to my coaches about this. Mm-hmm. There are many ways to solve a problem mm-hmm. because culturally I have seen every culture has a different response to the same situation. Right. So so you know there are many ways to solve a problem. So I I do talk to my coaches, uh, look at a situation in many different ways. If one thing doesn't work, use another approach. Don't be afraid to change your approach and have many tools in your toolbox. Fascinating. My next question to you is that, you know, you just gave me the example of working with a CEO and you work with so many different Uh people. How have you been shaped by people in your life and how are they influencing you as a coach today? It has been um, it has been so much of my background that goes into I, I think every single day that as a coach, I feel like so much goes into my coaching that comes mm. from my background and the people I know. I'm constantly influenced by the people I meet day to day. Of course, my parents, you know, they, they brought uh, education and heart together into mm. one whole, you know, and and taught me that, um, you know, education is not the only thing in life, even though they were educators, Mm. that being educated doesn't mean degrees, it means, you know, having wisdom, educating yourself uh, on, on the human side of things. Mm. So I'm able to use that in my in my coaching. And I really, I really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel my um, the boss I talked about my first corporate boss, you know, I, I learned from him that, you know, during tough times is the most important time to stick to your values mm. and to and to be true to who you are. And that is something, again, that I discuss with my coaches. These are tough times right now. Things are changing around us. And it's even more important that leaders stick to their values and who they are and bring that authenticity to their leadership and allows them to change in other areas if they remain uh, if they remain true to their values. So, mm. so these are some of the things. Uh, but most of all, I feel I continue to be influenced and inspired by my coaches because they bring so much of themselves to the sessions. They bring right. their strengths. They are creative, talented individuals mm-hmm. and they bring their strengths. But it's also this great strength in being vulnerable that they bring to the to the table. And I really, really learn from that. They never stop learning. They're always open to ideas, open mm-hmm. to listening. And I feel very inspired by that mm-hmm. i feel inspired by leaders such as you ashutosh oh, who have you, so the, you know you have reached you reached the the peak of your of your professional accomplishments and your success and you didn't just kick back and relax and say okay you know i'm done you you stayed 
in the game and you are now giving back and helping other leaders to develop. So holding the door open for other leaders is something that you inspire me to, you know, to continue doing. So this is how I feel. I'm very fortunate because I have like a like an ongoing source of inspiration in my work. Fabulous, fabulous. My next question to you is uh, on culture. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you again have worked in different countries, and mm-hmm. you know, culturally, each country is very, very different. Uh, you, as you just mentioned, your home is Japan, your work home is Singapore, you are of Indian origin. How does culture impact coaching, especially in countries like Japan? That's a great question. I think even the approach to coaching, the acceptance of coaching is Mm. a very cultural issue, I think, in Asia. Mm. So when I moved to Japan 20 years ago, uh, the idea of coaching was alien to, at, at that time. There was no no such thing as coaching. In fact, even the idea of training, we had to sell the idea of training before we sold training in Japan. Mm. So, mm. so that was quite interesting because Japan had this on-the-job learning, mm. uh, you know, uh, idea and and principles it was very hard for them to understand why somebody external would know anything more than my seniors might know about being successful in this organization so that whole idea but over time that has that changed and so um, I remember when I started coaching in Japan the first Mm -hmm. thing that happened was oh, can you do one-on-one coaching for our CEO? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one-on-one training, sorry. They, they used to call it one-on-one training for our CEO. Mm-hmm. And, and it was I was very intrigued by that because, the, because they realized senior leaders can't be put into training programs with okay. the other groups. And mm-hmm. so what do you do? So can you do one-on-one training? Mm-hmm. And over time, of course, that has evolved. And now uh, executive coaching is quite the norm in Japan. Mm-hmm. I think what has been now the situation is that culturally, the Japanese are undergoing a lot of change and, and flux in their in their leadership environment because mm-hmm. all these Japanese leaders, while a generational shift is happening, it's still in process. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the senior Japanese leaders are realizing that what has worked for them for the last three or four decades may not be the style that works for them going forward because now they are leading fast globalizing or already globalized mm-hmm. Japanese organizations. Mm-hmm. And so this, this tension between uh, the way things were the way things need to be now mm-hmm. is coming out in coaching uh, rooms uh, I think across Japan this is something that I I talk about a lot with my coaches mm-hmm. so as the generational shift happens in Japan like in other parts of the world things will change uh, as of now there is this there is this um, this challenge and and it does it does impact coaching and and in fact coaching is impacting that that interface very much and making things hopefully easier for Japanese leaders in their adaptation. Fascinating, fascinating. And when you look at the younger leaders, uh-huh. you know the millennials, the Gen Zs, they're all now all reaching uh, leadership roles in different organizations. Uh-huh. What is your perspective on coaching millennials and younger leaders as compared to the uh-huh. older? Uh, that's a that's a very very good question again because I think with younger leaders mm-hmm. they have they have so many strengths I'm I'm a I'm 
very much impressed by what they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. They have this singular focus on innovation and ideas mm -hmm. and the fact that ideas can come from anywhere. Uh, they're not sold on the hierarchy in the organization. Uh, they are not sold on the trappings of leadership, the titles and the money. Uh, they're very focused on the environment and sustainability, mm -hmm. sustainability mm -hmm. issues. So I'm very impressed with all of this. I think if there's some advice I would give them in a coaching session, it would be about, and I do advise startup CEOs, in mm -hmm. fact, founders and CEOs. And I talk to them about the importance of, of two aspects. One is self-awareness. -aware mm -hmm. So spending a lot of time on getting to know themselves because uh, it is very important that they do that in order to lead, lead others and lead their organization. Uh, and the second thing is that, um, you know, they, they have... I think they have all the makings of it, but mm -hmm. how to put everything together into a coherent culture for their organizations, how to create culture right the first time, because changing and reshaping culture is a painful process mm -hmm. and a slow process. Mm -hmm. So put, getting it right the first time is important. So that is the kind of things uh, thing I would like them to focus on, mm -hmm. self-awareness, self-development, and culture shaping. Fascinating. So uh, I'm going to now ask you a couple of questions, which I say are personal questions, and then uh, I'll come to my last question. Uh, given the amount of different things that you've done, mm -hmm. what would you say are three key milestones in your life mm -hmm. or your career? Um, one, I think, was to quit my first job, which was, uh, you know, not a corporate job. So to quit it, the second thing was to quit my corporate job mm -hmm. and, and get into consulting. So the first one was to quit my first job, get into uh, corporate jobs. The second was to quit the corporate jobs, get into mm -hmm. consulting. I think the third milestone, Ashutosh, was to not quit what I'm doing right now. Okay. okay. <laughs> there were times, there were times, you know, when we start, there are times when you feel like you wake up and say, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> and those were early days and I'm very very thankful. I remember those mornings and I remember them as milestones. Mm. So not quitting uh, was important. Yeah. Not quitting itself is a very big milestone. So thank you. Uh, my next question is, what are some of the core values you believe in? And I'm asking you this question from the perspective that you have, you're one of the few people I know who has lived and worked in three different cultures, India, Singapore, and Japan which have a very, very unique set of their own thoughts, their own uh, values. So I'd love to get mm -hmm. to understand from you, what are some of the core values you believe in? I do believe that self-belief is the number one mm -hmm. strength anyone can have. And, I, and that's one of my values. You have to believe in yourself before anybody will believe in your idea mm. or anyone will believe in you. Mm. And you need to have that self-belief. And for that, uh, I think that self-awareness, self-development, that focus on your own well-being is very important. Put on your own own um, oxygen mask first. Sure. And I think that is very important. So this self-belief, the confidence, that's half the battle and perhaps more than half the battle one. I think the second thing I do believe very strongly in is value creation. I do believe that one should one should uh, focus on value uh, creation for other people, and this this I have as a core belief that I work on. The third thing is an ongoing learning. Mm. I think 
we uh, gone are the times uh, when we used to have you know education that ends with university and then we start our careers and then we have a long career then we retire as you are proving to the world you can have many careers one person can have many careers and many manifestations and avatars uh, so so this is the kind of thing that i do believe in i believe in ongoing learning and something that that um, you know we can do beyond what we are doing today so constantly pushing boundaries so self belief value creation and ongoing learning amazing i have time for two more questions my next question is for the many people who will listen to us what would your advice be to a young individual starting off on mm-hmm. her or his journey mm-hmm. in the corporate world or as an entrepreneur hmm I think I think Ashutosh my advice would be learn as much as you can about yourself you mm-hmm. cannot lead other people unless you lead yourself mm-hmm. and so focus on leading yourself mm-hmm. obsess over what you can learn and in terms of this i have one further piece of advice which is mm-hmm. do not focus on your weaknesses mm-hmm. hammering away at your weaknesses is not the way uh, to get results i think to shore up your strengths to build on your strengths and focus entirely on your strengths is going to build your confidence is going to build your capability so to all young leaders focus on your strengths get to know yourself and lead yourself fabulous and my last question to you um and this is again something that you know you would be able to share with us because you've lived across and done so many different things based on your amazing experience what would you say are three lessons mm-hmm. you would like our viewers and listeners to take away from mm-hmm. your journey and from our conversation i think the first one would be rock the boat mm-hmm. okay don't take the status quo as as something to be uh, to be gone along with mm-hmm. rock the boat have the courage and i have in my experience i do ha- i do believe in those 20 seconds of mad courage that make everything happen i learned that at that mm-hmm. at that senior leadership table in my mm-hmm. uh, first corporate job that you mm-hmm. know those 20 seconds of mad courage where you say yes to something that you believe oh my god how am i going to do this but in those 20 seconds of madness and mad courage you say i can do it you watch yourself rise to that challenge after that so rock the boat don't be afraid and be ready for that for the moment where you'll be faced with those with those um, decisions the second i think would be chase value not money mm-hmm. uh, i think throughout my consulting career i have learned this just chase value create value where you create value money and everything else follows follow. yep and and that will come to you but mm. i think chasing value most important mm. and lastly i would say be a lifelong unlearner okay i think that is a very very important thing unlearning is critical mm-hmm. and so i would say be so rock the boat believe in yourself um chase value not money and be a lifelong unlearner wow wow sapna on that note uh... thank you so much for speaking to me i remember when we were studying marketing we were always told don't rock the boat and you're telling everyone to rock the boat uh, and you know what you're saying is chase value and i'm assuming since you coach of startups you don't you're saying don't chase valuation but chase value there's a big difference uh, between that and uh, 
Your third one is be a lifelong unlearner, which is really a strong message. Don't keep on saying this is how it happens here. Unlearn and keep learning again. Thank you so much for speaking to me about your incredible journey, about all the work that you are doing. Thank you again and good luck to you. Thank you so much for having me, Ashutosh. It was a privilege to be on your podcast. Uh, thanks again. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.